Welcome. The following presentation from Answers in CME is part of an educational activity titled Shifting Gears in Treating Relapsed and Refractory Indolent B-Cell Lymphomas. Where do CAR T-cell therapies stand in FL and CLL and SLL? To access the full program and supporting materials, please visit the activity URL in the episode description. This activity is supported through an educational grant from Bristol Myers Squibb. Hello, my name is Miguel Perales. I'm the chief of the adult bone marrow transplant program at Memorial Sloan Kettering. In this program, we will discuss the current status of CAR T cell therapies in relapsed refractory indolent lymphomas, including follicular lymphoma and CLL SLL. In our first session, let's talk about the rationale for using CAR T cell therapies in these patient population. So, as you know, we need novel therapies for indolent follicular lymphomas. It's one of the most common subtypes of NHL. Although patients respond to treatment, it's often considered incurable due to frequent relapses. There is also a risk for transformation to aggressive lymphoma, which can be associated with a poor prognosis. In one population in particular are the patients with early relapse, defined as less than 24 months from original diagnosis. And we know that these patients have poor outcomes. And this is certainly a patient population at high risk that we should consider for alternative therapies. When we think about CLL, we have seen dramatic evolution in the treatments for these patients in the last 10 to 15 years. However, there are still a subset of patients who either do not respond to therapies or intolerant to therapies for which we need new treatments. This is an area where cell therapy, and in particular C19 CAR T cell therapy, may provide an advantage. We already have a large body of data in patients with ALL, as well as diffuse large B cell lymphoma and mental cell lymphoma, where these treatments have proved to be effective. And we're now exploring this in patients with indolent lymphomas, including follicular lymphoma and CLL, SLL. So this is the current status of approval in this space. In follicular lymphoma, we now have two drugs approved, Axicel and Tisicel, and we're expecting to see approval soon with Lysacel. And in the CLL-SLL space, we have emerging data with Lysacel as well as with an investigational CAR-T cell, MBT-CAR-T 2019. So in summary, we have a need for new approaches for patients with indolent follicular lymphoma and CLL-SLL are resistant to progressive therapies. And CAR-T cell therapies, especially as directed to C19, are emerging as a treatment option for these patients. In our next session, let's talk about the latest efficacy data on approved and emerging C19 CAR-T therapies in relapse refractory indolent follicular lymphoma. In this session, let's discuss the latest efficacy data on approved and emerging C19 CAR T cells and relapsed refractory indolent follicular lymphoma. So first, let's talk about axicaptogen cellulosal or axicel, which is currently approved in this patient population. This is on the basis of the Zuma 5 trial in patients with relapsed refractory indolent NHL, including relapsed refractory FL, who had had two or more lines of prior therapy. What is striking is the high response rate seen in these patient population, including a high rate of complete remissions. And importantly, after three years of follow-up, AxiCell demonstrated continued durable responses in patients with relapse refractory in the NHL, including follicular lymphoma. The 24-month updated analysis of Zuma 5 was then compared to Scholar 5 data, which is an external control patient population. We see that overall response rates compare very favorably with CAR T cells compared to historical data. In terms of the hazard ratios for overall and progression-free survival, these were 0.52 and 0.28 favoring axis cell. In addition, at ASCO 2023, we are seeing reports from the Zuma 22 trial in patients with indolent FL, evaluating patients with POD24 or two or more lines of systemic therapy against standard of care, and obviously we'll see what those results show. 
The other approved drug for relapse refractory FL is Tisicel, which is based on the phase two trial. Lara here is similar to what we saw for Axicel, relatively high response rates, including a high rate of CR. Updated long-term data demonstrated robust oral responses more than two years post-infusion. Alara data was also compared to real-world historical data with a record FL. And again, we see a very favorable ORR and CR rates with Tisicel compared to standard of care. Similarly, the progression-free and overall survival compare favorably compared to historical data. When it comes to Lysacel, the data is still currently emerging with presentations at current meetings. We know from the original study of Lysacel, which included patients with transformed FL, that the results were quite encouraging. At the Lugano meeting this year, we saw updated results of the phase two transcend FL study. This study included patients with relapsed refractory indolent follicular lymphoma who were receiving Lysacel in third line and beyond. Lysacel demonstrated clinically meaningful benefit with high response rates, both overall response rate and complete remission rates that were durable. So in summary, the approved autologous C19 CAR T-cell therapies have demonstrated long-term efficacy in patients with indolent FL, and emerging options are expected to improve outcomes for such patients based on available evidence. I think an important fact to mention as well is that the cell therapies really consist of a one-time treatment for these patients, as opposed to what historically has been the case where they receive continuous therapy for each subsequent relapse. And so I think this is also from a patient quality of life perspective, something that we need to consider. In our next session, let's talk about the latest efficacy data on emerging C19 CAR T-cell therapies in CLL and SLL. Let's discuss the latest efficacy data on emerging C19 CAR T-cell therapies in CLL-SLL. And this is an interesting area because a lot of the early data with CAR T-cell studies were actually done in patients with CLL, but then obviously because of the advent of several new therapies and particular targeted therapies, we saw less development in that space. But now that we recognize that many patients actually are intolerant or relapse after BTK therapy, we are now again exploring the use of CAR T-cells in these patients. And in the transcend CLLs, 004 study, we saw early and deep responses in patients with pretreated high-risk disease. Looking a little bit more closely at the primary analysis, the primary endpoint was the CRCRI rate, and this was significant, and we also saw high overall response rates, and also significant rates of minimal residual disease negative patients. And the data that was presented recently at the EBMT meeting in Paris, they also showed that the JCAR014, which is similar to Lysacel, had high response rates at day 28 in patients who were heavily pretreated, including patients who were refractory or intolerant to brutinib. There is also emerging data for Brexicel and the Zuma 8 study with patients with relapsed refractory CLL after treatment with two or more lines of fire therapy, including BTK inhibitors. Finally, another CAR T cell in this space is Zemtocel, which is being tested in a phase one study. And the important feature of this CAR is that it's a tandem CAR that targets both CD19 and CD20 in relapsed refractory B cell malignancies, including patients with CLL. And this has the potential to address escape mutants with loss of CD19 by the dual targeting of CD20 as well. So far, the study has shown encouraging preliminary efficacy and safety data. So in summary, emerging CD19 CAR T-cell therapies may provide a new and effective therapeutic option for patients with CLL, SLL who have poor outcomes after standard therapies. And I think this is really a space that we hope to see progress as well. In the next session, let's talk about the adverse events seen with these therapies and some strategies for how to manage them.
Let's discuss the safety profiles and adverse event management approaches with C19 CAR T cells. Now, these are therapies which are quite effective, but also have toxicities. The most common adverse events noted with CAR T cells are immune-related, including cytokine release syndrome or CRS, hypogammaglobinemia, as well as neurotoxicity and infection. There are also other organ toxicities that we should be aware of. Notably, due to some of the more serious adverse events, such as CRS and neurological toxicities, these therapies are available only through a REMS program, and patients need to be within two hours of the treatment center for the first 28 days. There are specific treatment recommendations in terms of treating, for example, the neurological toxicity with steroids or the CRS with tocilizumab and steroids. In addition, these patients can also have cytopenias, and these can sometimes be prolonged, and so there is a need for continuous monitoring of the complete blood count, including after day. 28. In patients with indolent lymphomas, the treatments actually appear to be safer than what we've seen with large cell lymphoma. This is data for axicel and cell comparing the incidence of grade 3 or above for CRS and neurotoxicity in patients with transformed lymphoma versus patients with indolent lymphoma. If you look at AxiCell, you can see a lower rate of grade 3 or greater CRS and neurotoxicity. And the same is true for Tissacell. We have emerging data with Lysacell as well. And the one caveat here is that in the transformed patient population in Juliet, the PEN criteria were used for grading CRS, which tends to inflate the toxicity compared to the ASTCT criteria, which are being used more recently. So we also have to take into account which tools were used to grade the toxicity. Now, one of the important aspects of managing patients with CAR T cells is obviously the partnership with the local oncologist who has referred the patient. We need to consider where we can ensure that these patients can be treated safely in the local community, and that obviously require infrastructure as well as education and partnership with the local oncologist. Many of these patients turn to the local oncologist after day 28, and some of these toxicities may be ongoing. We really need to develop new guidelines for the management of patients receiving CAR T cells and how to best manage them after day 28. And that's something that the ASTCTR professional society is working on. So in conclusion, the approved C19 CAR T-cell therapies have demonstrated manageable long-term safety profiles in patients with indolent B-cell lymphomas. And based on evidence from transformed lymphomas, the emerging options are expected to have similar manageable safety profiles. In the next session, let's talk about which patients with indolent B-cell lymphomas would benefit the most from these therapies. Let's discuss how to select patients with indolent B-cell lymphomas who would most benefit from C19 CAR T therapies. So let's think first about indolent follicular lymphoma. I think the patients who are high risk based on their age, advanced disease stage, three or four, high LDH levels, multiple sites of nodal involvement, as well as anemia, are certainly patients that we could consider for candidates for CAR T-cell therapy. When it comes to patients with CLL-SLL, again, high risk factors may be patients who are resistant to other treatments, particularly the BT. TKs, patients with complex cytogenetics or patients with abnormalities of TP53, the patients that historically we would have considered for an allogeneic transplant. And I think once CAR T cells are approved, we're going to consider for CAR T cells instead. Focusing a bit more on patients with follicular lymphoma, patients who progressed early, especially if they're young, or patients who've had multiple lines of therapy and whose remission duration is getting shorter and shorter and should be considered for CAR T cells. While we don't have enough long-term follow-up, yet looking at the data in large cell lymphoma, I think that we're starting to consider these patients cured with CAR T cells, and this is certainly a consideration in indolent lymphoma as well.
We also need to consider patient factors, and that typically involves an evaluation of their cardiac, renal, pulmonary status, and also what the other clinical history is. We look at how the performance status is affected by underlying health issues versus the disease that we're trying to treat. I think that the CAR T-cell therapy is actually safer than autologous transplant, and that we consider patients who may not be eligible for autologous transplants still to be considered eligible for CAR T-cell therapy. What about patients with CNS involvement? Most of these clinical trials have excluded patients with primary or secondary CNS lymphoma. However, there's now emerging real-world experience in this patient population showing that the CAR T-cells may actually be effective. In the future, we may actually see specific studies of these patient populations. So how do we think about the roles of CAR T-cells in patients with indolent B-cell lymphomas and particularly follicular lymphoma and CLL-SLL? I think there's emerging data now showing that these therapies are quite effective in these patients. In addition, the safety profile is quite encouraging. We already have approval in follicular lymphoma, at least, of two products, AxiCell and Tisacel, and there is emerging data both in follicular as well as CLL and SLL with Lysacel with potential approvals down the road, as well as a by specific C19, C20 car being investigated in these patients, which may also be encouraging. I think what we really need to understand is how we can better partner with a community oncologist, both in terms of providing access to these therapies to our patients, as well as the post-treatment management, both in the immediate phase in the first 28 days, as well as long-term. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Please visit the activity URL in the episode description to view all program materials, complete the post-test, and get a certificate.